Hello, everybody out there in the garden and those of you who are watching today. I want to welcome you again to another class in the basic section of the King's International Spiritual Care University. This is the university that Pastor Deborah was directed to set up for you so that you could freely learn about how to help people the Lord's way through Pastor Deborah's life and all the courses and education that she had to learn from the ways of the world of mental health counseling and the ways of the world of helping through giving food, uh, helping get a job, anything that was of the natural world. I had to learn, me, Pastor Deborah, your teacher, a whole new way, new terms, understanding, knowledge, truth. And I had to learn and have experiences in this in order to help people the Lord's way. As you remember, I was called very early in life, probably before I was born, to be a freedom fighter, to be a soldier, to be a warrior for truth, and to help set captives free. Of course, I didn't know that when I was born, or even in my early childhood or teens, or even early youth. But I started wanting to know truth. I read biographies about people. I wanted to learn about things. I went to science and medical books to learn about diseases. Because in my family, which was a military family, of the officer ranks, we didn't talk. There was no discussions of why things were going on in the world. And what was happening? There was no discussions about family issues. Oh, there was family issues, that's for sure. Both from my mother's side and my father's side. Nobody talked. Nobody sought counseling. I was kind of left alone. Yeah. And so I studied. I wanted to know. My heart was seeking answers that I was not getting out in the world of counseling, uh, family, there wasn't any of that. So I went down the path that my father had recommended, which was psychology, testing. Because you could always get a job in a university. You could always be a college professor. Little did he know that's exactly what I am, a college professor in a major international and global university yeah the king's international spiritual care university yeah i'm actually teaching from personal experience what i learned what i studied the experiences that i went through yeah to help people you guys out there in the realm of the spirit yeah in the realm where there were bad things happening that I couldn't see. So here in this class, we're still in the basic section, the basic courses, sort of elementary school. 
that Pastor Deborah had to learn and study. And so will you. If you want to help people the Lord's way. If you want to understand what is going on in the world with the weather, the climate. Why there's drought. Why people are killing people. Why there's violence and murder and corruption. Why there's wars and killing. Why there's child abuse and human trafficking. Yeah. Why there's drug abuse. Why there's greed. None of this was taught in the field of psychology or mental health counseling. You don't talk about corruption. You don't talk about greed or war or violence. Mm -mm. You don't talk about that when you are in therapy. You don't talk about that. You're not taught that when you're going through your college education. Mm -mm. You are taught medical diseases, illnesses, that are classified that through the Psychiatric Association along with the World Health Organization. Because the psychiatrists were medical doctors and they wanted to help people who were seeming to have some type of disease, illness in their mind, in their brain. Now they could see brain tumors they could see if you had a concussion or you had a cancerous tumor growing or you had what they call an aneurysm where the blood breaks out and it's spilling over in the brain. They could see that. But when people's thoughts and actions didn't seem to line up with what society said was good and healthy and normal, they didn't know what was wrong. So the only way a medical doctor understood anything was there was a biological problem. And in most cases, there is. If you get into depression, you can have chemicals in here that are out of balance. Yeah. When you get into fear or you perceive something as fearful, you could die or something calamitous could happen. Automatically from your thoughts, your vision, hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, sugar are released inside your body. Your heart starts pumping faster. Sugar gets to your legs and to your arms because you may have to run or lift something. There is a deep connection, Pastor Deborah learned, between the biological body, its hormones, its protection of, through its system, and your thoughts. That wasn't taught a lot on in psychology and mental health. Not at the level Pastor Deborah was, which is, was a master's, which is about five or six years of college, and then th two years of supervision under a licensed mental health counselor or psychologist or psychiatrist, and then taking a state test under the department called Medical Quality Assurance. So I was learning to diagnose and treat medical diseases and illnesses. Now, when I was young, I didn't know that's where I was going, but that's where I ended up. And then God said, no, 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 no. That is not how you help people my way, the way of the Bible. Well, I didn't know. 
So God took me through basic courses, basic classes, studying experiences that I had to learn. And if you want to help people the Lord's way, you too are going to have to learn them. Yes, you're going to have to know what's going on out in the realm where the God of the Holy Bible is, how he works, what realm he's working in. Do you have enemies in that realm? And through these basic courses, then the intermediate courses, then the advanced courses, which I hadn't even got to, you will learn Pastor Deborah's journey as she went through the King's International Spiritual Care University to learn how to help people the Lord's way and then to practice it and then to become a teacher of it to you. Yes, it's vital that you go to school, you become a disciple of the Word, and you place yourself under the Word, and you have an open heart to learn. Some people don't because they are in denominations of their faith, or sects, what they might call it, of their faith, that do not allow you to be curious, seeking answers. You're just to obey and submit And you're not to challenge or question what the leaders say is true. So I am here. Don't believe me. You go and say, dear God, is what Pastor Deborah teaching, is it the truth? Is this how I have to learn how to help people the Lord's way? Do I need to study what she studied? Is that the truth? Yes or no? Okay. You go find out from him. What he wants you to do. The course that he wants to take you on. Yeah. Each person might be a little different in what you need to learn. Some people may have had knowledge that they don't need to study because they've already got it. Other people have to start, like Pastor Deborah, at the very beginning in the basic classes. So today we are continuing on in the King's International Spiritual Care University's basic classes. We're taking one little section, one word, one little idea, concept, and working through it to have just a basic foundation and knowledge about it. We had started teaching on the basic hearts. One was the heart of the Heavenly Father, which we did, and we worked through Isaiah 61 and 62. Then we went on to the basic ancient heart that was Lucifer, the high cherub who became Satan, the adversary of God, got kicked out of this high heaven, came down to the earth and set up a kingdom that sort of represents what he had remembered and had wanted up in the high heavens. So he developed a kingdom, a world, a governing system through humanity, through humanity's spirit and soul and physical body, which is what the pattern and the goals were of the king of the kingdom of heaven, the God of the Bible, had always wanted. 
God said, I want my children to be kings, but they can't be it up here in the high heavens. I'm king. So I'm going to get some new territory, expand myself out, create a world of both spiritual and natural world, and then I will place my kids, my image and likeness, my children, my family there. That was us. Hi. That was humanity on earth. And we were told in Genesis one twenty six through 28, to go and have dominion down here. And to be and have as a king all the rulership. We were to manage and shepherd earth. And all of its creations and creatures. We were to be a king. Bringing this government system. That was in us. Originally. In our spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. And it was to come out through our soul. Through our physical body. And we were to manage and be kings over this territory. So God could look down on us and say, wow, look at my kids. They're just like me. They're ruling. They're reigning. They're not allowing anything like a Lucifer to be in it. They're not allowing any disobedience. They're following my laws. They look just like me. My kingdom, my government of love, joy, and peace, my rulership, my judgment, my justice, it is all in them, in the Holy Spirit, the governor. And they are now bringing that out in force and showing this territory called earth what the kingdom of heaven looks like. And I can look down from the high heavens and see territory that's under me, under my government, And I can be pleased. But that didn't last. Because this Lucifer, who had already been cast out of heaven for becoming a murderer in his mind, in his heart, which we were learning in Ezekiel 28, 12 through 21. And he got cast down to earth. Yeah. And he's here. And he has set this up. Well, Pastor Deborah didn't learn about that when she was learning how to help people in mental health counseling. You learn nothing about that. Mm-mm. So I had to start in the basic classes, and so will you. So let's begin with a prayer before we begin the class. In helping people the Lord's way, it is vital that you bring the Lord in, you give him thanks, you open up your classroom to him to teach, to be here, to help us. Because, boy, do we need a lot of help. If you are anything like Pastor Deborah was, I was ignorant, unknowledgeable, unexperienced in helping people the Lord's way, the way of the kingdom of heaven, the way of the realm of the spirit. I was ignorant. I had no experience. And so I needed all the help I could get. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for being with us today. For taking us through the King's, your King's International Spiritual Care University. Thank you for the basic classes that you have ta- are teaching us through Pastor Deborah's life. What you taught her. 
we thank you for this class called the Basic Ancient Heart, where this beauty, Lucifer, became a beast, Satan, the adversary of God. And if he was the adversary of God, then he's my adversary, an earth adversary. He's against everything that you desire for us, so you help us, Father, to see him, to come to know him, to be able to recognize his works through people, through nature, through anything on planet Earth. Help us not to be ignorant, Father. Help us so we can do your work in your fields here on the Earth, and people will learn about you. Help our faith to get strong and rooted in you. Help our trust to grow stronger and stronger. Help us to come into a deeper relationship with you through knowledge and truth that sets us free of ignorance and darkness. We need all the help we can get, Father, through your Holy Spirit. So be with us now while we are here learning in class in the King's International Spiritual Care University, the basic ancient heart class of Lucifer becoming Satan. Class number nine. We thank you, Father, for we need you so much. For we cannot learn this without your Holy Spirit, our teacher. We cannot learn this without truth and knowledge and an open and seeking, willing heart and listening ears and a mind that will perceive and eyes that will look. We thank you, Father, for helping us. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right, we are beginning... Let me see. I'm looking down. Lesson number nine of the basic and ancient heart, Lucifer, the beauty, who became a beast, Satan, the adversary of God and you. Don't you think that you are not Satan's enemy? Even if you serve him and you know you serve him and you have made deals with him and you are getting goodies from him, he hates you. He's using you against God of the Bible. He's using you as a spear, an instrument to poke God, to stab God in his heart. Satan cares nothing for you. Only thing Satan cares about is being the king, the master who serves no one and having people and things under his control. Now, that is the pattern of God. God desires for the earth to be under the control of his children, humanity's spirit. But God will let the, he has let the earth go, but he is always working. But Satan's heart, his basic, his heart is evil. Now, in the last lesson, which I'm going to repeat some scriptures to you, we started looking into about how Satan's heart hates light and truth. And it's evil. And then we will get into this lesson. So let's do a quick review. We had worked through some scriptures, and I'll give them to you. First John 5.11, and it said, And this is the record that God, I'm looking down, 
has given to us, to all of humanity, this record of eternal life. And this life is in his Son, his eternal word. The next basic ancient heart that we're going to talk about is called the basic ancient heart, the Son, the Word of God. That's right. So that'll be the next basic classes which we're going to study. I haven't written them yet. Not I'm going to start, but I haven't yet. All right, now we want to go back. And we're beginning to see that how God works is through His Word that he calls his son, which was always with him. It came out, it breathed out, and it came to earth. Now let's go back to John 1, 1 through 5, verse 5. And the light, this eternal light, truth, knowledge, this word, this son, that has been placed above even his own name, Put it up here. And I'm going to show you what it looked like. Can you see it? The crown. God took his word, his son, his image and likeness out of his deep heart. Said, I'm putting it up here. It's going to be my crown. And all of creation is going to see this beauty upon my head. And they will know that even I, my feelings, will submit to my word. For I have placed it above my head, he says. And I have placed it above my name. So that in times of darkness, when I get really mad and angry at humanity, my own children, because they've been perverted and twisted into a little Satan, I will remember. And humanity that I work with, they will remind me of my word that I have placed. My love and my covenant, that it's on my head. I must serve it. So all of nature, all of creation will see. I too submit to something. Or Lucifer, Satan said, he ain't going to submit to anything or anybody. So what happened was there were ages of darkness that God had to remember this. He had to be submitted even to his own word. And it got so bad in the Old Testament that by the time he got so fed up with humanity, he tried so hard at the end of the Old Testament. He had to go away for four or five hundred years and get himself together. And then he came back. And then he sent his word, his crown. He took it off his head and he sent it to earth. For all of earth to see it, for it, his word, his son, called Christ Jesus, to go to a cross and he would go with him and take all the punishment, all the sin, and all the judgment that sin deserved. And deal with this mess from the very beginning in the garden. When Adam disobeyed the commandment, the word, the crown of eternal life and light would take the punishment, pay the price itself. And God was ready after a long break. So the crown, the word, set on God's head until it was time to be fulfilled. All right, now let's go to John three, nineteen. During the, this time when the crown was sitting on God's head, Lucifer did not know that was the word. It was all beautiful and shiny and like, because this was all done before Lucifer was created. But what happened was this Lucifer's 
glory and brightness, it started blinding him. He started wanting the glory for himself. His wisdom that he was given started becoming perverted and twisted. He started getting envious, lusting, coveting, greedful to be the God that was sitting on this high throne, high mountain called the kingdom of heaven. And inside of Lucifer's own mind, the throne where God was to sit, and Lucifer was to give him glory and praise from himself. Lucifer kicked him out violently and put his own self, created his own image of himself and put him there inside of his mind. And he started working in heaven, a mutiny. God saw it and heard and said, you're out of here, buddy. You know the rules. Satan ended up down here. Now, I do believe that when the dinosaurs were here, I have no proof of this, we heard about a comet coming down, causing worldwide extinction. I do believe that was when the time when the earth was one called Pangaea, and it was not all separated up yet. That this comet, which I think was Satan and his one-third of the angels that got caught by his tail, and they got cast down spiritually to this earth, and it caused death to be in the earth, caused this explosion of evil to come into this world. Now, this did not catch God off guard. Whoops, sorry here. He knew what was going to happen, and he used this to humanity's benefit. The dinosaurs, the plants, everything got separated out. Maybe earthquakes happened, volcanoes. The dinosaurs died off. The lush gardens and trees that they ate died off. The atmosphere changed. Mammals that were not reptiles started coming forth, bearing live young, not out of eggs. Everything changed, they said. They they think maybe a comet did it. They're not sure. But Pangaea broke up. But yet we find dinosaurs over in other continents. Why? Because it was all one. Yeah. And it all moved apart. As we know, it's the earth crust is always moving. Mm-hmm. Now, that's Pastor Deborah's theory. I have no proof of it scientifically. But when that much evil and, and death-filled and murderous, corrupt, lying, deceiving, perverting, and adversaries of God got thrown down as lightning. Have you ever seen a lightning bolt hit something? Something catches on fire. Something is destroyed. Destruction comes. I just think that when Lucifer got cast down to the earth for his disobedience and his mutinous thoughts, his murderous thoughts, that he did some destruction down here. But it brought forth new stuff, and God used it. I think that's what happened. I have no proof. No, we're long gone past that, but once you start learning about spiritual things, you will discover a lot of these angels that got dragged or cast down by his tail. They take on the form of dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. I believe they knew about the dinosaurs. They saw them before they were destroyed. They were vicious and ferocious things, very frightening. 
And to imagine a human and a dinosaur living together, some of these ferocious uh, fowls of the air and beasts of the field, T-Rexes and the raptors, yeah, and even the things in the ocean, <clears throat> even some of the plants were so large. Yeah, did you know there is a plant, the Venus I can't remember the name. It's a beautiful flower and it stays open. And then when a bug flies into it, closes up and it captures it live and starts devouring it. Mm -hmm. Spiders, they catch live things. So we start learning a lot. And the earth changed. Now there was one little spot that God put down here. It's called the Garden of Eden. And it was beautiful and glorious even during this time, God remained and had one little spot. And that's where we are today. So we want to pick up here in John three nineteen through 20. We're still in review. And this is the condemnation that the judgment of sin, that was Lucifer's disobedience and Adam's man for disobeying the commandment in the garden, of eating of a tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what we learn in John, which is in the four Gospels, that this judgment of sin, this rebellion, the consequences of sin in happened to Lucifer's heart. And it says, that light had come into his life, his kingdom within himself. But he, Lucifer, who would had become Satan and was becoming Satan. Okay, a great thing to see this, a visual of it, is when you watch the first Lord of the Rings and Frodo gets stabbed by a Morgor blade in his shoulder. And they, t they say what's happening to him. Say he's slipping into shadow like the ring rays. And he's passing out of all light. And he will become one of them. And it only would take the magic and the medicinal knowledge of the elf king, Elrod, I think. That might, might not be right. To save him. And you see his passing into shadow. That's sort of what happened to Lucifer in his mind. He was passing into shadow. He was becoming a living dead thing up here. And he was becoming light hurting. Can't see it. Don't want it. Painful. And what was happening? He was slipping into darkness, into perversion. Everything was getting corrupted and twisted. Yeah. And what was beautiful and filled with life and glory and radiance and had the very life flowing of God's eternal life through it now becomes crinkled and ripped. Inside of him, Lucifer was becoming Satan. His thoughts, his ideas, his concepts were becoming an adversary, an enemy against everything that God was, wanted to do. Jealousy was driving it. Envy was driving it. Lusting and coveting for what God was, what God had, his position, his power, his authority was the driving force, the poison that was taking him into shadow, taking him into the darkness where light would hurt him and truth he did not want. He became ignorant and the knowledge in the, of the truth became painful. Stay away. Sin blinded him. 
Pride blinded Lucifer's mind. His thoughts became lies to himself. He deceived himself. The light that he had been given at his creation, his truth, his wisdom, became so perverted. It was horrible. Death started working. Shadow started filling him. His ideas changed. Death came in. Poison. Because of his own thoughts. Because as he was thinking, he is becoming. As he is thinking and desiring and wanting and lusting and coveting. The law that God had set. That as you think in your heart, so you become. So you are. Lucifer was murdering God in his heart. Anytime you see murder, killing, it is the heart and the mind and the image of Satan at work. Now, when God was beginning with humanity, he did a lot of that himself because he was trying to preserve a nation because God's feelings and his purpose was over taking him and he had to be reminded many times back off what would people say about you this great god who's killing his own people so there's a lot to learn about this stuff so lucifer was becoming a new creature his heart his mind was changing perverting twisting just like this greed and lust and envy desiring something of another's he wanted to be more than what he was he wasn't content where he was then at the time we learn there was a lot more going on that god had planned god knew this was going to happen when he created creation he was ready he had his plan what we learn is that at the fullness of time god sent his son his own word, his own light, into this world here on the earth, inside of this young man named Christ Jesus. His dirt body was known as Jesus. Now, do you know what I've figured out, I think, is true? That God did not even use the egg of Mary. He brought forth the conceived word which was already birthed in heaven and brought it forth in already conceived and in conception and placed this fertilized egg, because you see that when people are having a sperm donor or an egg donor, they do the fertilization in a Petri dish outside of the womb. Then they implant that fertilized egg into a donor who will carry the egg and sperm and the egg and sperm will do its own thing send out a placenta create its own blood not use the mother's blood and it will develop a child so once i learned that i realized how god put his own word inside of mary it was the first in vitro fertilization but it was done outside because remember the word was already up here created sitting on the throne he said i'm gonna put you in there gonna go that way it contradicts what a lot of people think that 
God used the flesh of Mary. Mary's flesh was like everybody else's, sinful, and it had to die. But a lot of people think that Mary's blood was sinless, but it can't be. I think God did it all. He just attached what he was doing to her body. So a body that he used his own to bring forth a physical body that had no sin in it, a blood that had no sin in it, a spirit that had no sin in it, in order for it to be the word of God, the son of God, which was how Adam began. So what was happening inside of Lucifer? Evil was developing. His nature that was beautiful was becoming evil. And we had defined evil in the last section as morally reprehensible, sinful, wicked from Webster's Dictionary. Two, it was arising from actual or imputed bad character or conduct. It's all going up here in Lucifer's head. Four, it was causing discomfort or repulsion. Number five, it's offensive to other people. This evil that was developing in Satan's mind was offensive, was attacking, was against all that was already there, the goodness and his right standing with God, his beauty. There was a war going on inside of Lucifer's mind and then it spilled into his whole body yeah he was such a beautiful creature we learned that in earlier lessons beautiful beautiful and also number seven it was marked by misfortune Mm -hmm. you got evil in you there's going to be misfortune it was something that brings sorrow and distress or calamity John 3, verse 20. For everyone that includes you out there and Lucifer that became Satan, that does, that thinks, has thoughts, images in your deep thoughts, in your deep throne room, your recesses of your subconscious, and then that goes into your spirit. And you create deeds in there. You think of things you're going to do. You have already done it according to God's word. Even though there's no proof of it. And how we learn this is this young Jesus tells us a parable. He was talking to some men who were talking to him. And he says, okay, if you look at a woman over there. And you start thinking how wonderful it would be to have love with her, have sex, to see her naked. Even though you might be married, she might be married, might be a child. And you start undressing her or him in your mind. Or you look at a business, I want that. Or you look at somebody and say, I wish they were dead. He says, in the world of the spirit realm, The realm of thoughts and images. In here, you think it, you have already done it. Even though your biological body never does anything. You never say a word to anybody. says the law is, you think it, it is done. Mm -hmm. 
Lucifer was thinking. He was dethroning God, his creator, in his mind. He was stealing the praise, murdering his own creator, murdering the word of God that was in him. He was killing everything that had given him life. He was bringing in hate and envy because you cannot kill. He was becoming numb and hating the light, the truth. He He had gotten so bad. God says you cannot stay up in this high heaven. Down to the earth you go. So the earth was here. I think the dinosaurs and it was created and bad stuff happened. Volcanoes and things started happening, which God probably used Satan to get it ready for humanity to begin. So evil hates the light. The light is truth. So when you saw Frodo in the movie, said he he's going into shadow. He can't stand to look at the light. But he can have experiences. If you notice when he was laying on the ground. And the young elf lady comes. Erwin. And she rides up on a horse. She gets down. He sees in the spirit her light. She's dressed differently than how she's dressed in the natural. He is not seeing her in the natural. He is seeing her in the realm of the light. She's calling to him, hear my voice. Erwin is calling to Frodo, come back to the light. Come back to the light, hear my voice. And he turns his head, you'll see it in the movie. And he sees her. He can't move though. His eyes in the natural and in the spiritual, they're all clouded over. She's calling to him as he's fading, going into this shadow. And that's what happened to Lucifer's heart. The poison of greed, coveting and lusting became such a poisonous fire in him. It was devouring him from the inside out. So evil hates the light and you must know that so all you're talking apologetics you're only talking to the soul and it hates what you're saying because it has the backing the soul itself has sunk into shadow into the darkness and has become evil it is an example an image and likeness of its source of darkness Satan himself so you're just talking to the soul and if you try to talk to the spirit like Erwin does the condition of the spirit is just like Frodo its eyes are glazed over it cannot move it doesn't know what's happening it cannot stop it and it takes outsiders before even then you get through across the river where Erwin fights off these ring raves who want the ring. She lays Frodo down, and she sees he's passing, and she knows that once he makes that change, and he's completely in the shadows, and this poison of that blade has him in total grips like Lucifer had become. There was no coming back. So she grabs him, and she says, What grace has been given to me. 
I give it to you. Give it to him. She was giving out of her life. She was giving out of her goodness, her strength, her life. She was taking as much as she could of the shadow of the darkness and pushing it aside and giving to him to help him survive till she could get him to her father. We don't know what Elrod did that, to help him. But there was no help for Lucifer because he was born, created with full knowledge. He knew. Frodo didn't know. But that's a good picture, an analogy of how Lucifer passed into shadow, into evil, and evil took over. And he's still that same way today. He has a fiery, lusting, coveting, murderous, lying, deceiving. He's a bewitcher. He'll go into anything. He went into a serpent. He'll go into trees, into people. He wants a kingdom, a land and territory. He wants servants. And he will pick some to be his kids, but he will abuse them and torture them. To get his job done. He's not a nice father. He's evil. But he has children. And they are his image and likeness. When you see lying. That you know who they are. That's the soul. And the spirit is like Frodo. It's in shadow. Until we can get a Hebrews 4.12. Experience to the spirit. And bring it forth. And birth it anew. It stays in shadow. Into the deepness of evil. The spirit. Even though it's there. They knew Frodo was there. The Frodo they all loved. The sweet and loving. They knew he was there. But it was disappearing. Being devoured. By this poison. From the dagger. The poison from the dagger. That was not of this world. Because once the blade came out. It was in the hand. Of the ring rays who were living but dead kings, who had fallen to the power of the ring because greed ruled the hearts of men. And you would hear that even in Aragorn, how he was afraid he couldn't pass the test. He had that same blood in him. And Aragorn had to say, it won't have any sway over you. You will take the test. But you will pass it. You are not what your father is. These are all lessons you learn from movies. They're great. All right. So let's get back to evil hates the light. It hates the truth. It hates knowledge. And it neither comes to the light, to the truth. I just watched some uh, congressional meetings with people. And you can see people, I don't recall anything. I don't recall that. You can see their faces grimacing and pursed lips and looking down. You can see and feel sadness in their heart. They know they're doing wrong, but they want the job. And they're just doing what the president or the prime minister wants done. But if that president or prime minister or king is an unholy, unrighteous king just a stooge, a puppet for Satan. And they want that glory. 
and they'll do whatever. And I watch people dance. You can see it. They have no memory of anything. They don't want to even, they don't even want to know the truth. They don't want to admit it because there could be judgment. There could be, they know they did something wrong and if they admit it, they could go to jail and they just, I don't have any memory of it. So evil hates the light, hates the truth, will avoid it, deny it, scream loud, get the media to come after you. Shut you down on social media. Come after you. Send you horrible tweets, emails. Attack, attack, attack. Back you down. Get you in so much fear you can't move and you quit. Pastor Deborah's been there. Pastor Deborah's been shot at. My car's been shot at. Had somebody come by if it wasn't for some animals. Telling an eagle to tell me to bind it up, I would have been killed on a road. I've been almost stabbed in my own home by scissors by somebody I was trying to help. I was poisoned and sent to the hospital. I was looking at a heart transplant because of evil had invaded me. Mm-hmm. I was always under watchful eyes from both the natural and the spirit world, trying to find some Dirt to blackmail me. Uh-huh. I've had my credit card stolen. Oh, yeah. Been falsely accused of sexual abuse. Oh, yeah. And I have... And they tried to get me, these people, from multi-generational Satanism to stop loving and praying for multi-generational Satanists and witches and vampires and drug cartel peoples and kings and leaders. But I wouldn't because there were earthquakes and things were happening. So they were trying to shut me down, but I didn't stop. I knew God had my back. I knew I was trained. I was being tested and I kept going. Sometimes I didn't talk to anybody. I told nobody about the attacks. I kept my mouth shut. You would never know I was going through anything until it was over. Then I'd write the story. Uh, I am not one of those. I am a warrior trained to fight behind the enemy lines. Mm -hmm. To survive and get a job done. Mm -hmm. So let's keep going with this basic ancient heart lucifer a beauty who became a beast the adversary of god remember we're still in review here so what we learned is this evil that had developed in lucifer i'm going to take this crown off so i can what a mess okay now i don't have to worry about it falling off now we're going to pick up here in lesson class number nine we're going to pick up with job 24:13 and he says they lucifer and humanity are of those that rebel they turn away from they sin against they step out of are against this is all the different words of adversary the light the truth they keep it at bay try to shut you down shut you out Hang up the telephone, curse at you, yell at you, 
verbally attack you, bully you. Yeah. So when you hear people say, I'm not supposed to answer any questions. Uh, I can't recall. I didn't say that. There are some leaders who plagiarize other people and think they can get away with it. That's lying and stealing. That's Satan's nature. When people call evil things good, that's Satan's nature. When people won't look at a situation and ask God who they say they serve, what is going on? That's Satan's nature. They stay away from the light and the truth. They don't want to see it. They don't want to believe it. They don't want to admit it because they really know. But they can't help themselves. They're trapped now. They're trapped in a system that Satan has created for them. They are serving him and his kingdom and his purposes. And they can't get out. The only way they will get out, even if they get saved, is through death. But I guess they are hoping their children will have the benefits of serving this. They may not call it Satan. They may call it the global community. They may call it something else on a global scale. All kinds of things. So all I do is go to God and say, what's going on? Why are these leaders, politicians, people, family, why are they doing what they're doing? Who's behind it? There's only two sources, God and Satan. Life or death in shadow. A giver of life and truth or a killer of jealousy and lust. There's only two. So I go and find out what's going on. So Job is saying that Lucifer and humanity, they are in this state. They are rebels. They know not the ways of light. They do not know truth thereof. And they abide, they live in the paths of darkness and ignorance and jealousy and murder. All they want is pleasure for their physical body, no matter how it comes, food, sex, the soul sometimes is so needy for love, it will love an animal. And it will seek it as its own child and treat it. Then there are memories of child abuse. They can't get over it. Just saw somebody blaming his parents for something. I don't know. He called it a genetic parenting. A Christian person would forgive his parent for that. And would step up and then go to God and say, heal me. I've got some issues. You don't play the blame game against somebody that did what they knew not what they were supposed to do. Maybe their life wasn't so good. Your job as a believer in Christ Jesus is to forgive all. No matter what. There is no doubt in that. That is what you are to do. It frees you. It cuts the bonds from you to them. Then you ask God to heal you. That's helping people the Lord's way. Ephesians 5.13 But all things that are reproved 
They are discovered. There's nothing hidden, not a thought, an image up here, not a deed that has been done, even in secret. Even if we got the videotapes of you saying something, you and you deny it, go, that wasn't me, that must have been my double. That wasn't me, I didn't say that. God knows what you did. It will be revealed out of the darkness. There are videos being made of everything you do, every thought you have. Angels are writing them down. Images of what's up here, what you're thinking about, your design. It's all written in books. And it will be discussed on your day in front of this God, his son in the light. And they will be made known to you and to others. They'll be seen. They'll be manifested by the light and the truth. You can't get away from it. You might be able to hide it here on planet Earth from people, the news media, judgment, the law. But not from Pastor Deborah. Not from the angels of God. Not from Lucifer who became Satan. Not from the demonic spirits that serve him. Not from other people in the darkness. Not from Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Not all those in heaven. They will all know. And it will be made. We will play the videos. Every word you've ever said. Every thought you've ever had. Why you do what you do. Why you get up in front of the cameras and say this. And then pass a law that's totally against it. Why you lie and deceive yourself and your family. Why you did what you did. It's all there. There's nothing hidden. And if I want to know what it is, I ask God and he'll tell me what's really going on. Why you did that? Who was behind it? What were your goals? Was that your satanic nature? Were you lonely? Greedy? Were you one of Satan's kids? Mm-hmm. It's not hard to find out what the truth is. May not have any physical evidence in the natural for it. But I got it all. All right, let's go to John 3, 19 through 21. And this is Christ Jesus talking. Verse 19. And this is the condemnation, the judgment, that light and truth is here now on planet Earth. And it's come into the world, into the system. It's a ruling government of the world. It has come. It's on the earth, in the natural, in the systems of man, in the systems in nature. Yet men love the darkness, the ignorance. They prefer this absence of light and truth rather than having the light. Because if they come to the light and they allow the light in the natural world, the world of humanity, television, to see their real thoughts, what they're really doing, who they're really serving, they know their deeds are evil. A lot of people are questioning, will say climate change. Why are so many people? They are sort of doing the right thing, trying to be good shepherds of the earth, but for the wrong source and for the wrong reasons. Greed is behind it. Satan's fear of the world ending and him having to start all over again. But it's mainly greed, control. Okay? And people have sold out. But it is a, 
a heart thing where we are to be shepherds. We're to care for the earth and not pollute it. But you can be doing the right thing in the wrong way, with the wrong attitude, for the wrong reasons, and serving the wrong source. You cannot force this goodness and shepherding on humanity. It won't change their hearts. There'll still be greed and lusting for the money. Verse 20. For everyone that does evil hates the light, the truth. Neither they come to the light, to the truth, or else their deeds should be reproved and judged, seen and discovered, and they would be found to be guilty of sin against this God, against humanity, and that they are basically having the heart of Satan himself, the very adversary of God. Verse 21. But he that does love the light, the truth, that is not afraid of being judged. Pastor Deborah was not. I want to know what I'm doing wrong. Help me to be better, to know what is dark or ignorant inside of me. Show me what poison is there. Show me where there's shadows and darkness in me. Pastor Deborah was different. I wanted to know truth, even if it cost me great hurt to my pride and anything else. I came to the light. I come to the truth. I will come there and say, show me. Search me out. Clean me up. Help me. So that my deeds, my thoughts in my mind, how I speak to people, what I'm trying to do, the motives behind it, who I'm serving, may be found out, manifest and known, and seen that they are done in God, with God, through God, by God's ways and purposes. That his kingdom of heaven is why I'm doing things. I'm doing it with him. I'm following his word, his path. I've become his disciple. I have set aside everything but him. My attachments are not to family or friends, ministry, jobs. All I care about is getting his work done. And we're even told by this Christ Jesus that if we do not hate our mother and father and brothers and sisters and wife, everything on planet Earth, which means we're not to follow them, listen to them. We're to only love and follow God. And a lot of people in ministry have trouble. They're torn between their church, the work, building buildings, getting a salary, their kids, their wife's needs. And it's stressful because they have not yet become disciples of God. They have not cut off emotionally their family. They'll listen to their wife or their husband and they won't do God's work. They are torn between all of these other things that need their time and energy. But if you look at Christ Jesus, he never had a family. Paul even told us, I wish that nobody would be married. 
Because this work requires 100% of your time, dedication, emotions. You cannot have other things that you stop doing God's work for. Because they have needs. And Jesus tells us that you must cut them off. I'll tell you a story how it works. Pastor Deborah had to kill her own son to show God I love you more than any day. In my heart, not biologically. But I cut him off. I had an Abraham and Isaac experience. I had to kill the love in my own heart for my son. So that there could be nothing there but God and what God's purposes were. And I served that. Now, I love him still, but it's not the same kind of love. I served him well as a mother and I protected him, fought for him. But my heart was not with him as it should have been. I killed him. I am not a family person. I am after God's family. How many billions and billions of people are dying and do not know him? I spend sleepless nights praying to God to help them. They're dying now of COVID. They're dying in war. And they, how do we get them? I had to switch where it was important. Oh, I do everyday stuff. I have a husband, a house. I had to clean and cook. But I don't do it with love. I have nothing to give to them. I'm just a servant there where my heart is. My love and dedication and my studying, videotaping, praying for billions and billions of people. Do you know that I've been praying? How can I keep people out of hell? The cross forgave them. Said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. The Remedy was applied on the cross to their spirits. Now they don't know that. But there's nobody to go into those harvest fields. So I asked God, this is, if he would just put the cross at the gates of hell itself. And when their body, their spirits come there. Because they have not yet heard about this Christ Jesus. They've not accepted his sacrifice and love for them. And that he is the son of God. That the cross itself, the words would say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they would be not allowed to enter hell and would be taken up by a waiting angel to a place in heaven where they can be taught and heard about this love that would not let them go there. Oh, there's a lot that think they're in paradise, that they're going into purgatory. They think that other gods have brought them here, but it takes time. Before they can come into the fullness of the presence of God. Some of them got to eat some leaves from a tree to heal them. Because mm-hmm. the spirits. So I asked God some things. Could he do that? Put that cross there and bar their way. So you cannot enter. You don't belong here. I don't know if he's going to do that. But I got authority over hell, death, and the grave. I can go into hell. I have authority over it, over the gates over their authority, to get any human being. And if I, as a king and a ruler on earth, desire that, and that meets God's wishes and his heart to have every human in his family and to be glorified against all other gods and all other religions. He's not a religion, by the way. And for his kingdom to be down here on earth, glorified and manifested and his righteous salvation shining bright 
I can ask for the cross to be right there at the gate of hell and nobody to enter it. And it can become a desolation just filled with demons. And they become tortured because they lost on the cross fair and square in a battle. I ask for wonderful things that are beyond what I've ever even experienced. But I ask because God says there's nothing impossible for him to do for those that love him. I'm in a deep relationship. I'm fighting against that adversary of God that would take these precious human spirits and torture them and mock God for his cross that he says didn't do anything. That his words by his son that said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That that was empty words, meant nothing. So God to show his great power of the power of his words that he spoke. The very crown on his head. Let me get it. And he spoke. And his word said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And God, who placed his word above his own feelings, his law, and it was law, I bow to your word. The cross is there. How do I know that? He just told me. I see it. It bars the entrance to hell. We got billions and billions of people that have not yet heard Satan has kept them in dungeons, but I'm going after them through this. And I hope one day you too will have that strength and the courage to pray prayers beyond what you understand. But to use the word of God, the voice of the word of God, the very crown that God submits to his word. And that ends this lesson of the basic ancient heart. We will pick up again in the next lesson. So let's pray before we end. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your basic class of the King's International Spiritual Care University, the basic ancient heart, Lucifer, the beauty, who became a beast, Satan, the adversary of God. Thank you for the teaching that we may continue to grow and learn. Yes, you don't want to have his kind of heart anymore. And you know that you've had that in your soul. Yeah, okay. Can I pray? Yes, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, all those that you have brought here today who now desire not to have this basic ancient heart, called Satan, your adversary and theirs, in them, in their soul and their spirit. We ask that you do your work and you bring forth from out of them a Hebrews 4.12 and you free the spirit and you give them a new heart, your heart, and you take away the heart of Satan your adversary and theirs in their soul. You start renewing their soul through their spirit. Give them a new clean heart and put your Holy Spirit in them. Father, they desire now to have the heart of the word, the heart of light and truth. Bring them out of shadow as you brought Frodo. Take away the poison of the blade of Mordor. Father, bring them out of the living dead and make them a living spirit filled with your glory and defeat this 
ancient heart. Show him that your word from the cross, that it is finished, that judgment is done, the price has been paid, and that Father forgive them, for they know not what they do, is applied to them, and they can enter into your kingdom, into your presence in heaven, and even now within their spirits, and they can fellowship with you, they can be in the light, and they're no longer afraid of the light and the light becomes a joy to them a beauty return them to a heart of a beauty in the name of christ jesus amen all right that was wonderful i'm glad so many of you are desiring that's how pastor deborah got here i desired to have a new heart a new mind to be cleaned up from that stuff of Satan from his darkness and his poison from the shadows that were in me I didn't know what they were but he began his work when you have a desiring spirit he will help you all right I want everybody to have a joyful time oh I see a lot of you okay you just lay there in his presence let him do his work The rest of you are free to roam around, go back to your bodies and your dreams. Yes, life will be different. And I'll see all of you again in the next King's International Spiritual Care University, the class in the basic section called An Ancient Heart. We're still not finished with Lucifer yet becoming Satan. There's a lot to learn about him. Because we see it, his heart, his nature, his children, his image and likeness all over the world. Yeah, they're here. He's ruling and reigning in many nations, in many people, through religion, through culture and traditions, through abuse, through corruption, through politicians, through governments, businesses, sports, Hollywood, movies. He's ruling. Yeah. And that's not God's heart for the earth and the people. So we're slowly setting captives free, slowly getting the earth back under rulership of a spirit that has a new heart with the Holy Spirit in it and is ruling and reigning from the kingdom of heaven's government system here and now. All right, everybody, bye. See you next class. Come again. Bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually. And hear how she has helped people spiritually, the Lord's way, for many, many years. Come again. Watch another one, and we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments, and if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at heart.com.
email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.